So it doesn't, Danny says, no matter sometimes what he's learning, he doesn't succeed at hearing the voice of God for what he wants to say for this particular time. And this is exactly what happened to him yesterday. So Danny prepared a message. So towards the end of the message, as he's finishing up the conclusion part of the message, he, he doesn't feel peace. He doesn't feel that, that this is the message God wants. And the message is good. It's a good message. It's from the word of God. But he didn't feel that that is the message that God wants him to share today. So last night at his Shabbat meal, he sat with Gedalia and Gidon. So he says to Gedalia and Gidon, wow, the whole congregation is ready for tomorrow. The worship team is ready. Everything is organized for tomorrow. But only one thing is lacking. There's no message. <laughs> and Gedalia prayed for Danny. And Danny went into his special place. And he cried out to God. God, I need to hear your voice. And then he realized this was the message. This is what he wants to share with us this morning, to hear the voice of the Lord. A few years back, Pastor Danny had the privilege to be able to work at Beit Nitzahon, the drug and rehabilitation program from the Keila. And he was able to work with different ones like Eric Benson. And many, many times together there, they learned and studied the word of God. So one of the things they considered success there is when one of the students that was there was able to really hear the voice of the Lord. And some of you might not realize this, but Beit Nitzahon is the drug rehabilitation program. So for us, success is not that a man finishes with drugs or alcohol. Sometimes that happens after two or three weeks in the program. But the fact that he is able to successfully hear the voice of the Lord. Let's turn to God's telephone number. We're going to go to Jeremiah 33, 3. If you don't know this by memory, you should already know this. That's just my extra added. This is God's telephone number. It works better in, he says it works better in English. Star number 333. Jeremiah 33, 3. Amen. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God always wants to speak to us. He is not on a silent uh, line somewhere waiting just that we don't hear him. God always wants to speak. But he says, call to me. Call by my name, and I will answer you. It's like, a it's like a person that they want somebody to call them, so they wait next to the phone, but nobody from the other side calls them. So he says to us, pick up the receiver, pick up the telephone. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will reveal to you great mighty things. Great and mighty things which you did not know. So we sang this morning from the scripture verses, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. This is the greatest prayer that is heard in the Jewish culture and religion. Did you pay attention that it starts with Shema, hear, O Israel? Why does God say unto them, Shema, hear? <laughs> because we have a problem with listening. Hear, O Israel. There are moments in our life. Wait, I'll tell you a different way, he says. There are many people that say, God said to me. And sometimes it comes forth and out from them so easily and simply, oh, God said to me this, and God said to me that. 
And Pastor Danny wants to share this this morning with love. Many times, it's not God. I believe that many people, very few people, actually hear the true voice of the Lord. In Hebrew, when we read the word Shema or hear, the definition is not just to listen with our ears. It is to listen and to do or to obey. When God said to the people of Israel, hear, O Israel, it wasn't just a matter of hearing his voice, but to do. And the moment that all the children of Israel were near Mount Sinai and they were all afraid of the glory of the Lord, they were fearful of what the Lord would say. But they said to Moses, Moses, you hear the voice of the Lord and what he says we will do. Maybe Danny has not shared with us the, the story of we will do, we will hear and we will do. Does anybody remember this story? And this is one of the traditional stories that is told in the Jewish culture. God wanted to give the Torah or the, the books and he was looking for a people that would receive the Torah, the first five books, the law. And so he turned to many different countries and people. And he said to them, would you like the Torah, the law? And they said, they said, we will hear. Let's hear what you have to say. And then we will decide what we want to do. And he went from nation to nation. And each nation said the same thing. We want to hear what you have to say first. And then we'll decide if we want the Torah, the law. Then he came to the people of Israel and they said, we will do and we will hear. And really, this is the way the scripture verse is written. We will do and we will hear. So the people of Israel said, we um, put our trust in you, Moses. We believe in what God tells you, you will tell us. So what he says, we will do. And so somewhere in the middle of the way, they realize that the things that God is requesting from them to do is sometimes heavy things, hard things. And then there is a turning aside from the things that God has called them to do into work, worshiping idols. Pastor Danny believes that we need to train our ears, our physical ears, to hear the voice of the Lord. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 32. We're going to have a little lesson in hearing. Exodus 32. And once Pastor Danny shares the story that they wanted their daughter to learn how to play on the violin, so they took her to some music lessons. So before they accepted her to the studies, they wanted to know if she had an ear for music, to listen to the music. It was like a test. She passed the test, but not everyone was able to do that. You have to train yourself. And here we see that Moses is training his student, his disciple, Joshua. Exodus 32, verse 17. Exodus 32, verse 17. Moses has been on the mountain. He's received the Ten Commandments. So, Joshua, Joshua is also on the mountain, and he's somewhere further away from Moses, and he's waiting for Moses. So, Moses starts to come down, and he meets up with Joshua, and together, in verse 17... And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. Verse 18. But Moses said, it is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. Here we see that Joshua hears a great noise in the camp. And here he says to Moses, that there's a noise of war. The people are ready for war. And Moses says to him, just calm down. It's not 
a voice it is not a voice of war or a sound of war. It is not the sound of the cry of defeat, but it is the sound of a party. And at that point, Joshua learns to really differentiate between the noise or the sound that he hears. First Samuel, let's turn to First Samuel chapter 3. This is the story of Samuel the prophet. First Samuel chapter 3. This was during a difficult time of the nation, the history of the people of Israel. Hophni and Pinchas, which were Eli's son, uh, were doing evil in the sight of God. And Eli, their father, does not discipline, does not show them the right things to do, does not make them quit doing the things that they're doing. And so here we see that the boy Samuel, whom his mother gave to the temple to serve and minister unto the Lord, he is there from the first verse, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. This verse shows us what history was like at that time, what was going on. The word of the Lord was precious, but it was so rare to hear the word of the Lord at that time. And it's not because the reason that God did not want to speak, but it was because there was nobody to listen, to hear. Nobody to hear the voice of the Lord. And in the middle of all of this situation, God sees the boy Samuel. Verse 4, the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. Verse 5, so Samuel runs to Eli and he says, here I am, for you called me. He said, I did not call you, lie down again. And he went down and lay down. And then the Lord again said, Samuel. So he went and he went to Eli and he said, here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Verse 7, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed in him to him. Samuel did not know at that point how to identify or hear the voice of the Lord. God is calling him. He thinks Eli, the high priest, is calling him. But then on the third time, Eli understands what's going on. God is calling you. So he says, when, when you hear your name called again, you must say in verse 9, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Verse 10, And the Lord came and stood and called, as, it, as were the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. The first time that God reveals himself to Samuel, so Danny thinks for the first time, a young boy, Samuel, he's very young, he hears the voice of the Lord. And one of the first things that God reveals to him is the judgment that he's going to bring on Eli and his two sons. He doesn't hear God say, oh, Samuel, how are you doing? I'm so happy that you came to serve me. I'm trusting you. But he hears a judgment come forth. And if you read the rest of the story, you see that Samuel had a hard time with this word that he received from the Lord. So afterwards we read that Eli comes and kind of speaks to him and says, I, I want to know exactly what did God tell you? And it's such a sad story when you realize that a man who has served God in the temple all of these years, he has to go to a young man who's heard the voice of the Lord in order to hear what God wants. I believe that each one of us needs to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord on our own. 
And when I say, hear the voice of the Lord, when I say, hear the voice of the Lord, I'm speaking about people, not just people that are going to listen or to pay attention to what God says, but to really act and do what he calls you to do. The moment that God comes to you and speaks to you and reveals himself to you, you then have a responsibility, a large, big responsibility. I pray for each one of us that we will not make mistakes in our lives to hear the voice of God, but to miss hearing the voice of God in our lives could cause us, uh, when we make decisions, to, to really have bad consequences. Imagine if you were to marry the person, the wrong person. There are some mistakes that you can cover up or you can make amends for. I bought, a, I bought a computer, but it's not exactly the right one, so I can make amends for that. But if you marry the wrong person, you're stuck. And this is the type of mistake that you cannot go back on. You cannot regret it. You cannot say, hey, we got married. You go your way, and I'll go my way. No, you have to stay faithful. You have to pay the price for what you have, your choices were. I believe that God can cause blessing in that area. But there are things that God calls us to pay the price on. We cannot make mistakes in these areas. There are some people that are called to serve God in other areas, in other countries. They go with all of their family to other, other countries. It's better that you hear the voice of God because so many people follow after the voices of other things, the voices of adventure, of a different lifestyle. And then all of your family suffers because of the result of this. Uh, Pastor Danny has read the book about Hudson Taylor, uh, Believing Man, uh, back in, I think it was the late 1800s. So he read last night the story of about how he went back, Hudson Taylor went back to China with his wife and four small children. And they went up onto the boat. There was no planes there, and uh, in 10 or 11 hours, you're in China. And there's, there's nobody that uh, on the boat would tell you, and what would you like to eat tonight? Would you like uh, the chicken platter or the beef platter? Or that afterwards, you go to a hotel that's a five-star hotel. They went on a boat to China that sailed for approximately five months on the seas. And as they came near to their destination, all of a sudden there was a, a large typhoon. They were in the middle of a storm. But after about a week of being at the storm, they got to their place. They heard the voice of God. So there's a point when you make decisions in your life Danny sees that in his life, he has been able to hear three different types of voices. There's a voice that comes from within us. There's a voice that's foreign. And then there's the voice of God. We'll get to the voice of God in a minute, but I'm going to ask you a question. What is more dangerous? What is harder to hear the voice of a foreigner or a stranger or to hear your voice? Your voice is harder to hear. This is the most dangerous voice that you can hear. When I speak about your voice, it's the voice that comes from deep within you, your voice that comes from your desires or your dreams or your wants. And the dangerous part of this voice 
is that you can actually really find scriptures that will back you up on what you think is right. So I can tell you many stories where people have said to me, uh, to Pastor Danny, God told me, and after a week, they say, uh, God told me something else. And after a month, they say, no, 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 uh, God told me this now. And more than likely, these people have heard the voice from deep within that comes from their ideas, their thoughts, their desires. In Isaiah 55, we read, we, you don't have to turn there, but we read that my thoughts, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. Isaiah 55. The difference, the difference between his thoughts and our thoughts um, is heaven and earth. Danny says for a long time now, he has quit trying to trust in his own thoughts. He trusts in the word of God, what is written here. And his way, God's ways are the best way. So many times people say, listen to your heart. Danny says, don't listen to your heart. What does your heart say? People say. Danny says, Pastor Danny says he knows one thing about his heart. Pastor Danny says his heart is bitter and, and rotten. That's what the scripture says, that your heart is bitter and rotten. How many times have you heard somebody say, wow, what a gold and wonderful heart that person has? Maybe his heart really is like gold. He doesn't feel anything. But our heart can make, cause us to deter from the truth. Pastor Danny remembers the story of a believing young woman who married a young man who was not a believer in Yeshua. And she wanted to marry him. And he, it says, what does the scripture say about this? He says, it doesn't matter what I think about this. What does God say about this? What does his word say about this? You cannot do this. It is impossible. You cannot be in union with a non-believer. But the young lady says, but I love him. It does not matter here. Our feelings do not go according to what the word of God says. The word of God says. And in this story, the young lady went... Ahead anyway and married this young man and they have had so many troubles in their marriage because there is a place in their marriage where there is light of Yeshua and there is darkness and this love sometimes that's based on feelings can be finished very quickly do not put your trust in your feelings or in the things that you can do but what God says if we turn to Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs 18, Proverbs 18, verse 2, a fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. A human being, a person wants to do what his heart wants him to do. He wants to do that. But the word of God calls a person like that a fool. He does things according to what his heart reveals to him to do. It doesn't matter to him what the word of God says. He does what he wants, what his heart shows him to do. So in Jeremiah 23, we won't turn there. Jeremiah 23, we read that the prophets started to prophesy according to what was in their heart. 
prophets who were supposed to be prophesying the word of God, they prophesied according to what was in their heart. Jeremiah 23:16. Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, he had a family relationship between Ahab, the king of Israel. And one day they wanted to go up against the, um, the Aramim and the Moabites. And so he says, let's call the prophets and let's ask the prophets what we should do. 400 prophets gathered. 400 prophets. And they say to the prophets, so what should we do? Should we go up for our war? And all the prophets say, yeah, God is with you. He'll give you victory. It was such a great show. And Jehoshaphat was there with still the fear of God in him. And he looked at all of these people and he said, and he says, isn't there one prophet of God in all of these prophets? Because he knows that they are telling him exactly what he wants to hear. And so Ahab says to Jehoshaphat, there is a prophet, uh, Micah, but he's always giving us and saying things that are not good. So Jehoshaphat says, bring him. And they, they go and they bring Mechiao. And so the same, the same person that brought Mechiao says, okay, now you speak proper and you speak good things. And so he says to the, the person who brought him, I will speak only what God t tells me to speak. So then they ask him, what do we do? Should we go up for a war? Should we do a war? So then they say, yes, go up for the war. God will give you victory. And just Jehoshaphat felt and smelt something dirty and stinky in this area. And he said to him, you tell me exactly what God says. And he says, no, God has said, do not go up to the war. You will lose in that war. Do not go to war. And all the prophets were there. There's one prophet against 400. They're very angry with him. And Ahab is there and he says, look, look, I told you, I told you, he says bad things. And in the end, they do, they go to this war. And Ahab finds himself at the end of this war dead. The voice of God, God will give his voice and share with you exactly what he wants. He will not give to us the things that we want to hear. And Pastor Danny, along with the other pastoral leadership here, they will not be telling you what you want to hear. They will be sharing and telling you exactly what God wants, only what God wants. And even with at least half of you here, and even if half of you decide to leave, hello and goodbye, not a problem. Because the voice of God and what God says is above every other voice. The truth of God alone stands. Let's not pay attention to what other voices say, but let's pay attention to the voice of God. And the second voice is the voice of the foreigner or a foreign voice. Let's go to John chapter 10, a very um, famous chapter, John 10, about the good shepherd. We're going to read verses 1 to 5, John 10. Here Yeshua is speaking. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, 
but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And in the continuation of the chapter, we read that this strangers and these strange voices is really Satan. Satan, in each way of our lives, Satan is there to try and tempt us with the things that we desire. And he is a specialist and expert in this. He has got the highest uh, graduate learning in this. We know what he did in the Garden of Eden. When the word of God came and said to people, the voice of God said to, a- to Adam and Eve, instead of Eve hanging on to the voice of God of what he said, she went to the voice of Satan. And when a voice comes to you and says to you to do something that is not from the scriptures, from the word of God, when somebody brings you a faith that is not built on the foundation of the scriptures, the word of God, and the voice of God, this is the voice of the stranger that you need to be careful of. Take heed. A few weeks ago, Pastor Danny spoke to us about the real thing. And we need to hold on to the true word and the true thing because there's so much forgery and foreign things in our lives. In horoscopes, there are so many people that are bound by these horoscopes. What is my future? What what is my week going to look like? And people read these things because they want to know what happens. But it is a voice of a stranger. It is not the voice of the Lord. The voice of God can be heard through his word, through dreams, through visions. God can speak to us through people and even through animals. Yes, God can do this. He can speak through animals. He already did this with Balaam and the donkey. God has his ways to speak, but he wants for us to train our ears so that we could hear his voice. So once Pastor Danny and his wife, Luann, were in home center, they wanted to buy a rug. And there's always the problem that there's always such a good selection of rugs. If there was one rug, then you would say, okay, that's the rug we want, we'll take that one. But there are so many styles and colors to choose from. And all of a sudden, you're you're in front of 60 different carpets. And that one has something good about it, but then that one has another good quality. Oh, I like that color. What about this one? Maybe it's this one. And all of a sudden, they finally came to a decision with two. Decide on two. And so they're not sure, is it going to be this one? Maybe it's this one. And they sit there and they say, oh, Lord, what do we do? And all of a sudden, a woman comes. And she's holding in her hands one of the two uh, carpets that we wanted to purchase. And all of a sudden, she says to her friend, on this carpet that I'm holding my hand, it's such a horrible carpet because you see all the dirt when it comes on this carpet. And then all of a sudden, Danny and his wife, Luann, say, hallelujah, now we know which, which carpet to buy. God will, will speak if we listen, even in the small things. 
And there was a, a story that he, Pastor Dan is going to share with you uh, of Sergei and Elke, uh, who are here in the congregation. Uh, Pastor David said to Pastor Danny a few years back, Pastor, Danny, uh, Pastor David said to Pastor Danny when he went to the States, buy a suit. While you're in America and you're traveling in America, buy a suit. Pastor David told this to Pastor Danny. And so Pastor Danny, of course, according to the Israeli attire, did not own a suit. And so he decides while he's in America, he's going to buy a suit. And not only did he buy one, he bought two suits. And Pastor Danny put them in his cupboard. He didn't even uh, wear them at that time. And all of a sudden, Sergei and Elka's wedding is getting closer, and it's getting closer. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> about an hour and a half, he goes before the wedding. He goes to the cupboard to get the to get the suit, and he opens the cupboard. He opens the cupboard door. And he says, "There's." There, yeah, he opens the cupboard door, and there is no suit. There's only half of a suit there. He goes to the other cupboard, and there is no suit. <laughs> he starts to uh, look all over the house. And at wedding, he needs a suit. He's <laughs> where, he didn't, he, where he didn't look, he also started looking in the kitchen. He also called us. <laughs> and what, what happened? Did it just the earth swallow it up? Yeah, did he? He says to Gidon, "Did I did I lend you the suit?" <laughs> there is no suit. Um, somehow or another, he gets together a nice pair of pants and a nice jacket. <laughs> At the same night, Luann dreams a dream, and she sees in this dream her fa her Danny suits in her father's wardrobe in America. Pastor Danny remembers that he took them out of his suitcase. When he arrived to Israel, he took them out of his suitcase and put them in his cabinet, in his cupboard. So Luann calls to her father and says, Daddy, please look in your wardrobe. Do you have a suit there? And he says, there is no suit there. A few months back, Luann, went to, Luann and Danny went to go visit the family, and she went into the cupboard. And there, in the cupboard, was the suits. And so the question is, how did they get there? How did they get there? That's the question. And her family visited us here in the land. And her father put his clothes in my cupboard. And so when they left the country, he also gathered up Danny's suit and put it in the suitcase. And they've come back now with that suit. God speaks. He showed to Luann exactly where those suits were. And every day throughout the course of the day, God wants to speak to us. God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to speak to us either in big things or in little things. Pastor Danny would like to share with us a story, a true story that happened. It happened outside of the country, in another country, in a congregation. A young woman was sent out to serve in another area. And the congregation gathered to pray for her. And there was a brother in the congregation at the time, a visitor, and God gave him a word of knowledge. And so they asked him to join with them in prayer as they would pray over this young lady. And they start to pray for her. And the same brother that they asked, this visitor that they asked to pray with them, he hears the voice of the God and 
the voice of God says to him, I hate mothers and fathers. And he says to himself, what is this, that he hates mothers and fathers? But God says this word, this sentence to him in a strong way. In a matter of, in a matter of humility, he turns to this young woman and he says, God wants you to know that he hates mothers and fathers. All of a sudden, this young woman started to sob and to cry. And a, 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 a hurt and a anger rose up from her. And they continued to pray for her for healing. And what happened was when she was young, she was sexually abused by her family members. And they called this game that they played with her mothers and fathers. And at that moment, God set her free completely. He healed her from this deep wound that she had carried with her for years. And this was because one person heard and acted upon the voice of God. They could have just prayed a nice prayer and sent her out and blessed her. But at that moment, that young lady needed to hear the voice of the Lord. The, the voice of God in our lives will bring life to others. He wants to speak. But who has an ear to hear? Who is willing to hear what is on his heart? And a lot of the times it's not easy what he has to say. And Jeremiah, was for him, it was, he had such a hard message to bring to the people of Israel. A message that cost him a lot in his personal life. To be hated by the people. To be thrown into prison. To receive punishment and beatings. Because he was willing to bring the true voice and word of the Lord. God wants us to hear his voice. And he allows us to hear his voice. Just think for a moment about the messages that you hear every Shabbat. The pastors pray that they would bring a word that is needed for us. Usually, and most of the time, that word is always for the pastoral leadership first. But when you hear the voice of the Lord and he speaks to you, what do you do with this? Do you relate to this and put it into practice into your personal life? Or do you say to yourself, oh, that was a good message, and it goes on maybe onto like a bookshelf of another message and another message and another message. God wants us to take the things that he speaks to us and to put it into practice, to put it into a foundation of learning for our lives. Our life of what we live needs to be mixed with faith. When we hear the voice of the Lord, when we hear what he has to say, nothing will happen. God says that to Abraham, I will give you a son. I will give you a son from your seed. God spoke. And he believed. He believed. God will speak things to you. And until you believe and until you do it, it will not happen. God will tell you things that are impossible to believe in, like going around Jericho. Go and say that to the head of our army that we should march around Jericho. 
these are illogical things. And maybe he will say to somebody that has been sick, like Naaman with leprosy, go and dip yourself in the Jordan. It's not, it's, it's not logical, but God said it. In the moment that you do this, in the moment that you believe, hallelujah, big, great things can start to happen. Don't believe that each time that God tells you something to do, that it's going to sound logical. Uh, not too long ago, Pastor Danny had a discussion with a person that said it was so impossible and hard for him to believe logically how the Messiah was born of a virgin. It, it, was, it was hard for him. It, it's not possible. It's not logical. But God said it. And I have heard this, and I will believe. And God is speaking to you this morning. And God says to you, he wants you to hear his voice this morning. Let's not run to different conferences or programs, going to the internet, and not to run to everything that the world around us and even sometimes believers are telling us, God said this, God said that, God said, God said. But run to the cave. In the place where Elijah was, it says that he heard a sound of a, of a wind, of a fire. And it says he was not in the fire. He was not in the wind. But then there was a still, small voice. And there is where God spoke to him. God was there. And then Eliyahu, Elijah knew exactly what God wanted him to do. The voice of God will only be heard after you spend quality time with him. He wants to speak to us. Who will be? Who of you will be? Who of you will listen? Who of you will be ready to listen? And John wrote in the book of Revelations, he who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. We want to finish with Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God, who is at various times and in various ways spoken time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And so in our days, the voice of God is heard through his son, Messiah, Yeshua. He's speaking to you this morning. If there's anybody here who doesn't know Yeshua, he's speaking to you now. He wants to know you. He has a wonderful plan for you, for your life. Sometimes with pain and suffering. But he wants to speak to you. And the question is, will you pick up the receiver this morning, the telephone, and call to him? Let's stand. I know that there are many people that are praying in their life. And the Lord wants to show you what you need to do. He wants to reveal himself to you of what you need to do. And there are many of you here that need to know God today. He wants to know you. 
And I don't want to close this meeting today without allowing those of you that want to know Messiah and Messiah wants to know you to give you an opportunity. One of the wonderful things is that we are family here. And this is not the place to be embarrassed, but one by another. And so if there's anybody here that wants to know Christ, to know Messiah, I'd like to pray together with you. If there's anybody like that here, if you raise your hand, we want to pray with you and for you. If there's anybody here that wants to know Messiah, Yeshua, hallelujah. So for us to be able to get to you easier, could you please come to the front?